Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, brought to you by the parent company, Grow Program. Grow Program helps agents utilize online tools to help market and brand their agency online. Find out more information at www.growprogram.com. Also remember, we have a very strict antitrust and comments policy. You can find those policies online at agentsinfluence.com. Now, let your voice be the sound of your feet upon the ground. Let's go. Hey, this is Jason Cass with uh, Agents Influence Podcast once again. How are all you listeners out there? Uh, Appreciate you taking the time, as always, to uh, stop what you're doing or maybe listen to us while you're uh, working um, at the office, away from the office, jogging, doing whatever you're doing, taking the kids to school. We just appreciate you listening. Today, um, I've got a great listener on, or I've got someone who is actually a listener um, who has contacted me and said that they thought that they had some ideas they wanted to share. Um, I've encouraged that from all my listeners. If you think that you have a, a unique angle at a story or the way that the industry should evolve or the way it should become, or if you've got things that have happened in the past that agents can learn from, we always encourage you to come on. And that's, uh, that's what Ryan has decided to do. Uh, we have a gentleman on by the name of Ryan Andrew. Now, and he owns the Andrew Agency. Now, right before I get to him, I do want to thank everybody for the comments that are going on for all the other shows. Please be sure that to listen to this um, podcast, and if you like it, share it. Also, let us know what you think of what Ryan's saying. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't even really know what he's going to say at this point in time. Uh, so just be sure you comment, share it, let us know what you agree, disagree with. So once again, this is going to be Ryan Andrew of the Andrew Agency. He called me and told me, or he emailed me actually, we have just spoken for the first time about two minutes before this uh, this uh, podcast is being recorded. So I'm just going to lay it out there, and uh, Ryan, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And uh, why don't you give us a little bit of a background of who you are, where you've come from, and where you are now? Sure. Well, insurance is all I've ever done. Um, I actually was introduced to the business in an early age because my mother worked for a state farm agent for several years. And the agent was a close family friend. So when I graduated college, I went to him and asked how I could get into the business. Uh, What he recommended to me was to start off as a claim adjuster. He told me I wouldn't like the position, but it would be a great way to learn. And he was exactly right. Uh, My first job was with Allstate working as a inside property claim adjuster and I was handling all decline claims for five states. Oh, so, wow. wow. Needless to say, I had uh, some very unpleasant conversations. Um, great way, though, to learn. It forced me to really study the policy language and know the ins and outs of what is covered and what's not. Um, after working as a claim adjuster, I entered an internship with State Farm. Uh, the internship provided excellent training, and I was able to work in several different agencies and pick and choose things I liked, things I didn't like. Unfortunately, with State Farm, the way their process worked at the time, you had to wait for an experienced agent to step down or retire. And in the Richmond area, they just didn't have any opportunities. Um, At the point, I really wanted to open my own agency, and therefore I took a position to open a scratch agency with Nationwide Insurance. How old were you at that time? I was uh, 26. Okay, fantastic. So in 
August 2006, I started a scratch agency with Nationwide. And I think anyone who has started a scratch agency will tell you it is extremely difficult, especially if you only have one option. Uh, one thing that a lot of the more experienced agents at State Farm and also Nationwide were telling me is, Ryan, if you're going to be in this business long term, you need options. You don't want to be held to any one company. I didn't understand what they were saying at first. I now, thought, Ryan, 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 who was telling you that? Was it other captive agents telling you that or just other agents? Who was telling you that specifically? Other captive agents. Wow, other, interesting. And, and, and the captive agents were guys that had been in the business a long time. So they realized, I guess, that they had been in it so long they couldn't change. But looking back now, they wish they probably would have went independent at an early age. Is that why they were telling you that? Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um I just didn't understand. I had come up from the captive side. I just thought in my head that nobody knows who I am, but everybody knows who State Farm is or Nationwide. And, hey, you put up one of those signs and everybody will flock to you. Well, I think we all know that that, that doesn't happen today. Um, so after growing and building a scratch agency in May 2009, I made a very difficult decision to start all over again as an independent. And the reason I did that is I knew I wanted to be in the business long term, and I really felt that it was the best option for me. As difficult as it was to, to start over again, and the timing, 2009 through 2012, was just wonderful with the economy. <laughs> so, uh, But nevertheless, uh, last year was our first profitable year, and this year has just been, uh, has been tremendous. Um, and, and I can say... And speak from both sides of the fence. And for all of the agents out there listening to this that are independent, as bad as some days may seem to you, consider yourself very fortunate because you have options. And you really are a valid resource for your clients uh, because of that. Awesome. The trusted choice. Uh, yeah, I live it, and I think you probably do too as an independent agent. Yes. So how long, so you started in 2009, what time roughly in 2009, the end of the year, beginning, when was it? Uh, May 2009. Okay, because I started and uh, I left my other agency in December of 2009, so we're kind of on equal paths. Yeah, everybody said the same thing you said earlier to me, they're like, what are you doing, man? This is the worst time to possibly do it, you know, and so kind of like old Warren Buffett says on the stock market, when others are fearful, be greedy, and when others are greedy, be fearful. So yes. I, I thought, well, hey, everybody else is scared, so maybe this is my time to do it. It and, or maybe I was just dumb, but I think it worked out correct. Okay, um, something that you mentioned to me, um, and I think that's awesome because you you've got a you've got a balance of you can see what it's like on the dark side is what I call the captive side, and then you can also see what it's in the independent agent. And you believe that choice is 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 one of the main key ingredients of how you're able to help your age, your clients the most. Without a doubt, and to me, it, the, the way I describe it, if you're in a position where you only have one company product to sell, it's more of a sales representative role than an actual agent for your client. As an independent agent and having multiple choices and options for clients based on their situation, you're at that point a true agent for your client. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And now, so one of the things that you talked about, you hit on a couple bullet points that you wanted to talk about, but I, which I... I, I thought was amazing because number one, your first point was, is that you believe coming on and talking about some of the things and the ways you see it, everybody can learn from, and you're very big on that. And I appreciate you that kind of stance because that's why we created the platform agents influence, but tell me, 
and tell the listeners um, what you started to tell me. And then, guys, he started to tell me about this, and I made him stop because it sounded so good. I wanted it to come pure from him without me even hearing it either. You're talking about the sales system has gotten longer. Tell our listeners um, and go into detail about what your what you what your thoughts there. Yes, twenty years ago, most agents would say that a, a large majority of business um, were clients coming into the office, and when clients came into the office, uh, agents are very good salesmen, and chances are they were going to leave with something. It's just kind of like if I'm going to take the time to go out to any kind of brick and mortar location, I'm going to come home with something that I'm looking for. Whereas today, we don't have that opportunity nearly as much. With the internet and a large part of the business being done over the phone, I really feel it's prolonged this sales process. And where agents kind of are getting really frustrated, and it's a, it's a, very, it's a big challenge, is the follow-up that needs to occur to complete that sale. Uh, again, agents are very good salesmen in a lot of cases, but they're not used to having to follow up as much as we do today to again, to, to secure that sale. And it's very difficult because at the same time, it's very expensive to bring on lots of manpower to be able to do that. However, with technology today and some of the automatic follow-up systems and platforms that are available, we really are able to do that. And in my own agency here, I can't afford to have three or four team members. So I had to find a way to be more efficient with technology. And it really has enabled me to basically become a much larger agency, so to speak, and, and have a much greater sales success due to the automatic follow-up that occurs uh, when I pretty much enter in the information and set the schedule and, and set whether I want it to be a phone call, a letter, an email, what have it. You okay, know. now one second, one second, one second, right? First of all, what system are you using and, 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 and kind of explain that process a little bit more so we can see it visually, what you're meaning by this follow-up process you have or whatever tool you're using. Yes. I looked at several systems and ended up choosing some, a system called Infusionsoft. Okay. And I know. Infusionsoft, basically, it's an unlimited type platform. As creative as you want to get and as evolved as you want to get, it, it'll allow you to do so. Um, I'm not as up to date on a lot of this type of technology as some other guys are, but nevertheless, um, for what I wanted to have happen, I needed help with the follow-up piece of, of what we do every day. Um, I, I just couldn't keep manually sending out the letters, the emails, and so forth on, on a daily basis. I needed somebody to, to do that for me, and again, without being able to afford several team members, uh, this system really replaces all of that. You set your own schedule. You can map this thing out however you want. So again, I'm using Infusionsoft and so far I've been very happy. So someone comes into your house or into your house, someone comes into your agency and um, you uh, are, or they contact you on the phone or by the internet, it doesn't really matter. And you decide to whoop up this quote and you get them the quote and you guys go over it and maybe they don't buy right there and they say they're going to get back with you. What's the process you go through at that point in time? Absolutely. That's where they then go into Infusionsoft, and it sets out this this map. And then from there, based on this this follow up sequence that I have, it'll it'll I have a loop effect. So it continues on forever, in various ways. It, and it's it's different okay, timing. Now, 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 Ryan, I, I'm not trying to keep cutting you off, but I got 
when with a lot of the listeners out there, and this is just the way we are, technology so new, what do you mean loop effect? To, to describe that, what does that mean? How does this process work? It will repeat itself. So after a period of time, I want to say I want to follow up with somebody every six months or once a year. Okay. This loop effect will just essentially repeat itself forever until I stop it or until I trigger it to, to basically complete a new action. So you create certain types of emails, I'm assuming, and then you select people to get a certain type and then it will send it out to them on the schedule you want. Is that what you mean? Correct. And it's not just standard email. It can be an ebook. It can be just different tips. Um, it's various things that they would receive. It can even trigger you to make a phone call or to send a letter, whatever whatever you want it to do. Sweet. It, it really, what it does, it's agents have been doing this type of follow-up for years. It just puts that process that they've been doing or having a, a team member do through a, a system just to make sure that you know it's done and, and you set the schedule of when you want it to be done. And it's really hands-off. It, it's a hands-off system that just allows the agency to become much more efficient. What percentage of your business is being um, of new business is coming in off of those um, those targeted emails and stuff? I mean, out of a pie of a hundred percent, what percent are you getting? You think directly from that loop system? Right now, I'm doing about eighty percent that way. Eighty percent of my business is simply set up due to the follow up that we do automatically. Um, internet and phone. Eighty five percent of what I'm doing now is over the the phone or internet. It really is. It's changed that much. Obviously, some of the bigger cases, I'll go out to them. Um, I, I basically, I've had a large storefront when I was a captive agent. Um, quickly realized that I don't know any agent out there today that can justify some of the the rent prices they're paying for these large storefronts. Amen. And I was too scared to basically go into my house. So therefore, I went into a professional office setting. Um, I sublease half the office just because I don't need the space. Um, so it's kind of, I'm, I'm in between. Uh, but I'm telling you, the way the business is going in the future, I just think what you're doing, the virtual setup, is where where it's going to be eventually. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. So you're not the big type front. I mean, because I'll tell, the, I tell you, uh, Ryan, I tell my listeners out there, I mean, it is weird sometimes when you're in your home. I had a client just the other day who wanted did not want me to come to their house and they they needed a place to meet me and you could kind of you could kind of feel as if they were kind of left stranded out there on an island and used to, and one of the things I always say to them is hey I have an office uptown at the real estate office I have a a, bo- a boardroom in there we can use then it's like oh okay so you kind of went that way immediately you don't have the big storefront but you're not in the basement of your home you kind of have an area that I assume probably not even a lot of people come in, but when they need to, it's there. Is that what Absolutely. it is? Absolutely. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. Awesome. So 80%, you would say, of your business is is coming in. Do you um, advertise on, I mean, like a normal agency would, like, well, you know, the old agencies would, because a normal agency to me does not advertise in the paper anymore, but paper, radio, television, are you doing all that stuff, or where are you doing your advertising? Well, good question, and tech, I, I've done just about everything like I'm sure most agents have and really what I've done I've scratched what I would consider a lot of the traditional type advertising yellow pages things like that that just in my mind are very very ineffective mass media advertising is is really taken quite a hit with technology Mm -hmm. Uh, nevertheless uh, we are doing a lot of online targeted advertising and we do a lot of it now through Google AdWords 
uh, Google AdWords, when it first was released, I wasn't a big fan of it, and you can spend a lot of money really quickly on these pay-per-click campaigns. However, it has improved quite a bit, and you can get very targeted on the type of customer that you want to go after through Google AdWords, and you can set the budget, the schedule, again, you name it, you, you can put it out there. And what I like about AdWords, you can track it. Everything is measurable. Uh, when before, if you went out and bought a yellow page ad or did a radio ad, yeah, you hear your name, but you have no idea, you know, how many customers you're getting from that. It's very difficult to track. With Google AdWords, you see numbers specifically to what you're doing. Do you write any certain type of client? Are you writing a lot of non-standard? Are you writing uh, what we would call high liability clients, you know, who understand the importance of insurance and buy the 500,000 combined single limit or whatever you, you sell? I mean, are you seeing a mixture? What are you going after? Yes, we target families and we target pet writing package policies um with that being said starting a scratch agency it, it, when you first get going you have to write anything you possibly can <laughs> you're right about that <laughs> at the man. same time i'm at that point now where i made a decision about a year ago after spinning my wheels on certain policy holders that this isn't really what i want to do long term so again another kind of crucial point to make a decision look i want to work with those that, that value the service i provide and I want to work with those that, that want to take a look at the whole picture. If you're calling me just to look at your car insurance and you want to save $10, I'm probably not the best spot for you. Now, if you want to look at everything, the house, the umbrella, you know, all the cars and take a look at what you're paying in total, that's what we do. And we really try and target the, the families and, and writing package policies. Okay. All right, well, let's start to wrap this up a little bit. I've got a little bit of a surprise at the end of this that I want to tell the listeners about, and I, I haven't even invited you yet, Ryan, but I'm going to think that you'll be able to come. But let's wrap this up here. And um, let me, uh, let me, you know, on a, uh, are you married? Divorced. Divorced, okay. Um, now, let me yes. ask you this. What's your day look like, man? Tell, me, tell us your day. I'm an early riser. I get up um, usually between 4 and 5 in the morning. And I'll typically, if uh, I have two children, my son and daughter at uh, five and six, and if uh, I have them joint custody, so the days that I have them, obviously I'm getting them up, getting them ready to go off to school. When I don't have them, um, I run. I try and run as often as I can, more for just uh, mental stress than anything else. But I'll get up, I'll run. Uh, I get to the office pretty early. I'm here most days between seven and seven thirty. Um, working throughout the day, uh, typically the day I'll wrap up again. If I don't have the kids, I'll. I'll wrap up usually between six and seven at night. The problem is with technology, the good and the bad, you really don't ever leave. Um, <laughs> I have a, a very bad habit of checking my, my iPhone quite a bit and I need to work on that. <laughs> I, I need, I'm not, I'm not at the point yet where I've um, struck that balance it, it, right now. It's, it's uh, I'm very, it's tough. It, it is, it is. I'm all about uh, work and business and I need to, I need to work on finding a balance. Right. Okay. And what book are you reading right now? If you're a reader, Yes, uh, Selling the Invisible. It's a book by uh, Harry Beckwith, and it uh, talks about, again, with our type of industry, uh, it's selling something that's not tangible, that somebody can come touch, see, smell, you name it. It's a, it's a different type of sales process and in industry than it is for selling cars or something that people actually come and see. So, again, this book is Selling the Invisible. Again, by Harry Beckwith. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. I'm writing that down. 
Because that is that is a unique thing. Everybody can talk about sales and they'll give all kind of different examples, but very rarely are they talking about something intangible, as you say, or selling the invisible like we do every day. Um, you know, I was with a guy the other day and he was selling a product and he was asking me about Facebook and he says to me, he says, I think it'd be easier to sell insurance rather than selling this product that I have on Facebook because everybody needs it. I said, it has nothing to do with the fact that everybody needs it. It has the fact that people can see it. People can't see what I'm selling. People can see <laughs> what you're selling, man. It has no idea. That's right. I mean, you know, if you're selling forks, everybody needs it. It's a lot easier to sell a shiny fork than it is a beautiful auto policy glitz and glamoured <laughs> with pet coverage. You know, so anyways, I, I think that's a little bit different thing there. But here's what I want to do. I'm gonna, I, I appreciate you coming on, Ryan. I think we got a lot out of this, but because of... Some of the feedback I've been getting from emails from listeners, they've asked me to bring back a Google Hangout. So what I'd like to do is bring you back for a Google Hangout panel, and I'm going to have that on Tuesday, which is the 24th of September at 10, 10 a.m. Um, Great. Do you think that you'd probably be able to do that? I'd be glad okay, to. Okay, and uh, everybody's familiar. We've done this two other times, and I'm, I haven't done it in a couple months, and I'm going to bring it back to where I'm going to have uh, Ryan Andrew, Quincy Branch, and uh, and Brent Kelly, the three young, new, fresh agents that I have interviewed uh, this week. And I think we're going to have me and Brian on there as well. And I'm going to go through some of the questions that I've been getting. Um, all my listeners out there are great and always like to voice their opinion, but very rarely, or well, not all the time, they put it on comments. They always just send me emails. So I've got the emails, and uh, and we'll take some of the comments we get from this because I think you give a, a great um, point on the sales system has gotten longer, and that that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just if you're not following up, it's a bad thing. Am I right about that? Is that what you're kind of – Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, hey. Ryan, appreciate your time. Um, thank you very much. I also want to thank everybody out there for listening. Um, be sure to remember uh, about DEMA. Go to growprogram.com, D-I-M-A in the top right. That's the Digital Insurance Marketing Academy. We've got some awesome stuff coming out. Um, we're going to be releasing some of our promotional videos here in the next coming weeks. Uh, for all the listeners out there, I just bought a studio, which is so cool, inside of my house. I have like my own video studio with the lights and cameras and green screens. Yeah, I'm getting big time. I know. So I'm going to be putting together some stuff that we're going to be releasing through DEMA. Um, please don't forget to share. If you like some of the stuff that Ryan was saying, comment on it. Tell us he was wrong. Tell us he was right. What you do like, what you don't like. That's the way that we keep on going because the whole point of Agents Influence is to take your voice and tell the world. So tell me your thoughts. Tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence.